Hi friends, I'm Sandra Peoples and this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver. I'm so glad you're joining me today for episode 19. So much is different about our lives right now as we continue this season of social isolation. Celebrating Easter yesterday was especially bittersweet, since as a pastor's family, we're used to a very busy Easter season and lots of time with our church family. Instead of joining together like usual, we were all scattered like Jesus' followers after the crucifixion, but we were also brought together from all over to celebrate His resurrection and the new life that's available to us because Christ conquered sin and death. We can celebrate that today and every day, even during what feels like a dark season. In today's episode, I'm reflecting on the last month of life under the COVID-19 restrictions. I'll share three hard things about this season, three good things about this season, and three things I'll remember from this season. As we talked about in episode 17, we know God is at work right now, and we don't want to miss what He's teaching us. Taking time to reflect is important. You'll get the chance to share three hard things, three good things, and three things you'll remember this week in our Facebook group, Self-Care for the Special Needs Mom. You can find a link to the group in the show notes at sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast, or just search for it when you're on Facebook. We would love to have you join us. So let's jump in now to our topic, starting with three hard things about this season. First, morning big and small events. Just like yours, our calendar for the spring was pretty full. I had speaking events around Texas and in Maryland, Arkansas, Illinois, and Ohio. As a writer, I rely on speaking engagements to provide income, so we're missing out on that as a family, but I'm also missing out on time with friends I see at these conferences and the new friends I make wherever I go. I'm thankful for the opportunities we have to continue to connect online, but these in-person times are extra special. (laughs) When I look right now at my event calendar for the year and I see where I should have been each weekend, it makes me sad. Allowing myself to feel that sadness will make our time together next time even sweeter though, and I'm already looking forward to hopefully attending events in the fall. The second hard thing about this season is missing time with my family. This is super hard for me and for the boys. We live in the town next to my parents and my big sister who has Down syndrome and lives with them, so we are used to seeing them at least once a week. Last week, mom came over to drop off cookies and pound cake and Easter candy, which we were super thankful for because I am not much of a baker, but she is seriously one of the best. It was hard to see her for just a few minutes, though, and to not even really get time to hang out. James especially is missing his time at Grandma and Papa's house, and he asked to go there every day. We really can't wait to get back to seeing them again. Number three, the third hard thing about this season, is James's anxiety. Like most kids on the autism spectrum, James thrives on routine and predictability. And as I mentioned in last week's episode, he seems to be an extrovert because he loves going places, especially the grocery store each Saturday morning and McDonald's anytime he can talk daddy into taking him. So right now his anxiety is really high um, and it's especially hard on the weekends. His OCD behavior seems to really be cranked up right now. 
Um, it's so high that I called the doctor last week about medication um, and we're in the process of getting a plan in place. But as you know, starting a new med and adjusting to the side effects is a tough process. I'm thankful this season is pushing us to get a plan in place because we've tried before and haven't found a good anti-anxiety med that has worked for him. But puberty brings so many changes, including changes to brain chemistry, that I'm hoping what didn't work before might work now or that the new doctor that we're seeing will be able to oversee uh, the dosage and be really detailed in helping us find what will work for James. And we're willing to do what we need to to help him now, so hopefully it will lead to a calmer summer as well. Okay, so those are my three hard things. <laughs> Morning big and small events, missing time with family, and James's cranked up anxiety. Uh, you may have the same three hard things happening at your house, or you may have three different hard things. Um, but now, let's talk about three good things that are happening at my house. The first one is a less intense schedule. When this all started, uh, I actually amped up my social media posting because we were all on a lot more, and I thought I'd have plenty of time to get all the projects done that I had on my wish list since I didn't have those speaking events every weekend. Well, <laughs> it took one week of reality to see that that was not going to work. I had to relax a little, prioritize the to-do list, and remain flexible. Now that we're a month into the new routine, I'm really enjoying the less intense schedule. But I'm still having to remember what we talked about way back in episode 5 when we wrote out our purpose statements and we talked about saying no to things that don't align with that purpose. My purpose didn't change during this season, so I need to keep saying no to things that aren't mine to do so I can keep my focus on my family and on our home. So the second really good thing about this season is extra time with David. So David is my older typical son. He's 14 years old. He turns 15 later this year. Um, <laughs> and that just, it seems so old. The time between now and when he will go off to college or move out, whatever he chooses to do as he gains independence, that time grows shorter every day. Like I can feel it. As I look up at him, since he's now a good eight or nine inches taller than I am, he's gotten into a pretty good routine each day of doing his schoolwork and chores in the morning, playing Xbox with his friends in the afternoons, and then hanging out with us in the evenings. We're watching movies and playing board games. I picked Little Women and That Thing You Do, which he liked both movies. He picked all the new Spider-Man movies, which are pretty fun, really. He's also helping me more in the kitchen, learning about how to read recipes, um, how to wash dishes <laughs> more effectively, and all of the extra things that just come from being together with, in the kitchen with mom. This extra time with him is truly a gift, and we're making memories that will last for years. Number three, the third good thing about this season is more accessibility for churches and doctors. Now, I'm talking specifically about churches and doctors here because as a special needs family, church has never been more accessible and doctor's appointments have never been easier. 
First, let's talk about church. The truth is, caregiving families can't make it to church as often as we'd like to. Even if we attend inclusive, accommodating churches like I do, there are still circumstances that come up that keep us home. And even though I really, really miss seeing my church family in person, it has been great to watch sermons online from home and even join online discussions with my Sunday school class. I hope that when church life gets back to normal, churches keep some content online so families like ours can watch even when we're home. I also appreciate the option for telehealth appointments. It's really hard to get James to the doctor. (laughs) He super hates waiting. And for some appointments, like the ones we had last week to get him started on the new medicine, the doctors don't actually have to see him. Um, They just need to be able to talk to him and to talk to me so I can answer their questions. So I hope that online and on-the-phone appointments become more common in the future when they can work just as well. Okay, so we've hit the three hard things. We've hit the three good things. And now let's hit three things that I'll remember from this season that will work in any season that we're in in the future. Number one, a consistent evening routine. No matter how different our days are, we have established a consistent evening routine that is comforting to James and to all of us. We eat dinner, we play outside and water the garden, James takes his bath and then plays in his room until he's sleepy, and Lee, David, and I watch a movie. Knowing what to expect from 5-ish to 9-ish has been so helpful. And since we have a less intense schedule right now, I'm not working on things in the evenings, and Lee has fewer meetings. He does have a few since they are all figuring out how to Zoom, but still, it's fewer than he used to have. When we transition back to normal-ish life again, I hope I remember the benefits of a consistent evening routine. Number two, meal planning. Now, (laughs) you may be tired of hearing me talk about how great meal planning is, but it has been so helpful during this season. Lee is grocery shopping for us, but we're limiting it to just once a week. So I need to know what we're having so he can get what we need. And of course, everyone is home for every meal. So I'm cooking more and need a plan. Like last week, I baked a whole chicken one morning. Uh, We had Greek pitas for lunch with that chicken. And then the next night I made cream cheese taquitos for dinner. And then the day after that, I had what was left over in a Cobb salad for lunch. I had a plan, and none of it was wasted, which feels really important right now. If you want to learn more about how I meal plan, you can go back and listen to episode 11. This season has really convinced me of the value of meal planning. The third thing that I want to take from this season into the next season is my connection to the people around me. As an introvert, spending my days at home with just my three family members and the dog actually isn't awful. In fact, overall, it's been pretty comfortable for me. So I've been surprised by how much I miss people, especially local friends and church friends. I'm still talking to my parents on the phone pretty often. I'm texting and voxing with my closest friends each day. And that's pretty normal because they live in Panama, (laughs) London, Alabama, and Ohio. But I really miss face-to-face time at my weekly Bible study and at my once-a-month book club meetings and, of course, at church each week. 
I hope when this season ends, I remember how much I need face-to-face time with friends, and I hope I really appreciate it more. Thanks for listening to my list of three hard things, three good things, and three things I want to remember. I can't wait to hear your list this week in the Facebook group or on Instagram. Make sure you're following me there, at Sandra Peoples. Let's end our time together in prayer like we do each week. God, weeks ago, I prayed about a verse to meditate on during this season, and you led me to Psalm 62.8, which says, Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. I continue to be thankful for the reminders to trust in you because you are a refuge for us, and also the reminder that we can pour out our hearts to you. You love me, and you care about what's hard in this season for me and my family. You also care about what's good and what I'm learning. You don't waste a single minute of our lives, so you certainly aren't wasting this long season. I pray for my friends who are listening today, that they would know the personal love you have for them, that they would pour out their hearts to you as well and be met with your grace and compassion for them. Thank you that we have the opportunity this week to encourage and support one another as we share. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for spending time with me today, friends. I'm especially thankful for your support during this season. I am essentially a small business and am feeling the effects of that like everyone else. I love the push to rally around restaurants in your area and encourage them right now, and I also love that there are ways you can support me and other content creators. Some of those ways are even free, so let me list four options for you real fast. First, leave a review or a rating for this podcast right now before you exit out of the app. It helps more caregivers like us find the podcast and hopefully the encouragement that they need. Second, you can join my Patreon community starting at just $5 a month. Visit patreon.com slash Sandra Peoples to learn more. Third, buy a copy of my book if you don't already have one. The book is called Unexpected Blessings, The Joys and Possibilities of Life in a Special Needs Family. And christianbook.com has the paperback copy on sale for just $2.99 right now. Fourth, share this episode with a friend or share links to it from your social media accounts. We're all looking for encouragement during this season, and God may use you to connect a friend to the encouragement she needs today through this episode. You guys are a huge blessing to me and my family, and I'm so thankful for you. I'll meet you back here next Monday for episode 20.